1: How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Dropping the Gloves. This is Tim. It's our biggest one yet. You know, just when I think you reach a certain level in your podcasting career, we got, you know, recently we had Ryan McDonough. We had Radko Gudis. Just good defensemen. You know what I mean? Good defensemen. We had Mo Sider on. Really good defensemen. And then you get this stinking guy. He comes in. Oh, look at me. I'm not gonna be pushed around. Norris, Cops, con Smythes, beard thinks he's tall, thinks he's handsome. Victor Effin Headman is on the show, everybody. Victor, thank you for joining us. And you brought a guest. I sure did.
2: Yeah, my good friend and agent.
1: Thank you guys for joining us. I really wanted to get you on, Victor. And then I really wanted to get your friend and agent on, Peter, because you guys got something pretty interesting going on. And we'll get to all the other stuff in a little bit. But I want to touch on this because I'm kind of a a techno geek. I like to know what's going on. I like to keep up with, you know, what's happening with all my kids. I have, you know, as I beat like a dead horse. I have seven now. And I want to be up with what the kids are doing. And you're up with it. You guys know what the next thing is. And you got this thing now called the Sin Bin Club. Now, tell yep. me what this is all about, please. Cause I, I want to be in the Sinbin club if, if, if I'm allowed to. Well,
2: Sinbin, we know you like to spend a lot of time in the Sinbin. So that's kind of oh, why nice. we, uh, you know, it's the next thing it feels like. And uh, obviously uh, with everything going on with NFTs and, you know, the, the metaverse and everything, we feel like this is the next step to go. And obviously, uh Peter's more educated than I am on the specifics, but uh, you know it's just a great way to connect the fans uh, from all over the world. Peter, what do you think?
0: I think, uh, well, what Victor is saying, it's the next thing, and uh, within our uh, agency, we've been l- lately we've been asking players how much they understand about it, if they're interested in it. You know what they know about it. And everybody has an interest per se, but it's complicated. And you may not want to spend the money when you don't know what you're getting into. So uh, the agency, with a couple of really smart guys, started uh, or set up the Sinbin Club, which is, uh, from the agency standpoint, an exclusive NFT powered community for hockey fans. And that is what we. Wanted it to be. So we're bringing players on board and we will, uh, well, within uh, a few weeks hopefully uh, open up for hockey fans to uh, mint, as they say, in this industry so they can sign up for the Sinbin club and uh, be part of this hockey-related uh, you know, community in, in the Web3 world, the metaverse and, uh, you know, uh, it's the next thing. A lot of interest is in it today, but a lot of people don't have that type of money. We're doing it accessible for everyone.
3: So, yeah, you mentioned the fans, like what's in it for them. Why should they get to get involved? How will they interact with the players? What would a fan experience be like in this, in this metaverse stuff?
0: So, uh, I would say for 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 the fans it's it's a way where you can uh, you know interact in the sandbox uh, world we, we've already bought a piece of land uh, in the sandbox and uh, we will have uh, both uh, amas and in real life experiences uh, events happenings meet and greets uh, it's a way it's the next way next way i would say it's another way or an added way to actually interact players and fans or fans together as well and from different uh clubs or uh, whatever uh, Sinbin club within when the, within the Sinbin club we will have uh teams that will you know have the nfts so uh victor will have the tampa uh, nfts Another player has the Columbus NFT and then, you know, we're building groups within the Sinbin and they will be able to interact with each other or with the players. But also in my word, I think once you're in there, this is the educational phase of it. You will discover other things uh, because you get, you know, comfortable with uh, your environment. Then you will probably explore new things through our Sinbin club into another phase or another club or whatever it is in sandbox um it's going to be you know your hangout place uh, in the future uh it's weird maybe to, to think like that but it, it is actually going to be that you're going to be able to play mini hockey in our own uh, hockey arena in sinbin like in the sandbox
3: uh, and so th- yeah. The diehard hockey fans can create a profile and interact in the metaverse with players like Vic and some of the other guys that you represent. Yeah. Hang out there.
0: Yeah. And, and at this point there's only alternative management, uh, or that's my name, the, the name of the agency, uh, I, I, manage that is only players from that agency that will open up the Sinbin club So it takes where, for the, the players we represent.
3: So where can people go to learn more about this? Like where, where can they get involved? Simbin.io is our yeah. website.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we'll post a link yeah. for all okay. our listeners. Go we'll check yeah, it out. Yeah. I, that, I'm that, going that. to check it out. I'm going to try to find a way to get in that sandbox. You might have to represent me, Peter, just so I can be a part of the player's experience because it sounds terrific. I, I, I used to love playing in the sandbox as a kid. I can only imagine how much better it is when you just don't get sand. It's <laughs> going to be fantastic. It's going to be I'm great. Hap- I'm happy to get you an NFT for sure. That nah, would be great. I, I don't have one yet. It's funny, though. I do get an email. I want to say every two months from somebody saying, you got to do this. You got to do this. This one sounds legit. You got Victor Heaven behind. You got some other high-end players behind you. Are you going to get Isaac Lundstrom? You're going to get what? Isaac Lundstrom. Is he going to be involved? Yeah. Yeah, he will. Is that your favorite player? You know what's funny, Peter? He might be. Because listeners of this show know, I love myself some Isaac Lundstrom. I, I talk about him all the time, and I'm not blowing smoke because he's your player. I just we were looking at your roster. And I was like, "Holy cow, he's got he's got Isaac," and so <laughs> he, he's a good player. He just got to do real.
0: He's right, he doesn't fair.
1: get his due. I think he's a good second third line centerman. I now listen. I don't want to talk about him. We got Victor Hedman on the show. You want to, anything else? You want to talk about Sin Ben? Anything on your off your on your chest? You want to? get off before we start transitioning to uh more more hockey related topics
2: i think i think it's just funny that you know you look back 10 years that we're talking about this you know something a metaverse and stuff like that but you know i think it's a cool way like peter said to interact with fans who maybe not live in tampa or doesn't see us you know on the road maybe they live in you know whoever knows so yeah uh, it's a it's a great way to to get interaction between players and fans. And uh, I think it would help the game as well. Not just, you know, for us, but I think for the game itself, you know, hopefully create more fans and, uh, you know, get our fan base even wider.
1: Well, to grow the game, that's a huge problem lately with the NHL is growing the game. You see all these other sporting, just NBA, NFL, NBA, they're, they're pushing it MLB. They're doing neat things like exciting things. And the NHL seems to be always one, two, three steps behind. So, I think you guys are on something. I really do. Reach out to some fans. Like, this could be a good stuff. So.
0: I want to add to Victor's comment about that. We hope that this will grow hockey as well, so fans from everywhere will meet in the sandbox, and maybe they kind of, you know, what's this? Uh, this sounds good. This looks good. And maybe we grow the fan base everywhere, like Victor is saying. And um, why not? Uh, smartphones weren't around either, and then we started to use them a little bit, and now look where we're going. It's uh, it's the next thing. And we hope we're going to open this up uh, before puck drop for the season.
1: No question. Sandbox, hockey rink. Why sandbox? You think sandbox may be baseball or beach volleyball? Why sandbox?
0: I sure. think that you need to think differently about the sandbox where you grow up and where you okay. call your friends uh, in the neighborhood this this is uh, a platform okay uh, a leading blockchain based metaverse that's what it is and big brands like uh the biggest in the world are in there buying land uh, lots and they're doing you know, live things there. They uh, build out their spaces. And even on the MTV Video Music Awards this year, that was actually performed in the metaverse. Uh, how crazy it sounds. Uh, that's what they do. And uh, that's where we're going. It's the new platform to be on and, and interact with, with people. But, you know, whatever level of entertainment you're
1: in. Yeah, check it out. Everybody, I, Tim, I'm excited for it. And I don't get excited for a lot of things. You know that. I'm a very low-key guy. But all right. Sinbin, preparing for this interview. Obviously, we want to talk about fighting. Something crossed my my, uh, YouTube search of you, Victor. I asked you to fight numerous times. You probably don't remember. Um, You (laughs) fought. You had six fights in the NHL. One of them was versus the Buffalo Sabres versus Steve Ott when I was playing for the Buffalo Sabres. Why why him and not me? Because I was, it I would think, have been epic.
2: I know. I think I was going after you, and Steve kind of came in the middle, so I had to grab him instead. But I was going after you the whole game, I remember. But you kept turning me down. I think you were playing. You know, I don't know. But uh, think, did you score in that game?
1: I might have. <laughs> I might have. <laughs> I, yeah, can't, I can't remember. I, I only I had five in my career. So,
2: I, <laughs> yeah, I think you're looking for a second one. So, you didn't really want to fight. So, I had to settle with Stevie. So, uh, you know, I went after the, the smaller guy, which was a smart move, but he was strong, very strong.
1: No, he wasn't. Stop. <laughs> yeah, he was. You're <laughs> such was. a good guy. So, why? And here's an honest question You come into the league, young kid, obviously. I think how many years have you played? 13, 14 years? Yeah, 13. Did you ever – did that cross your mind to fight? Because you see these other big guys that come into the league. Chara, before he became Chara, fought quite a bit. Every tall, young hockey player seems to be thrust into that role. It's like you're tall, you're big, people challenge you. You had to have gotten challenged. We had Mo Sider on. Last year before he stepped into the league, he's like, I'm just not fighting. And he plays the role of like a prick defenseman like Pronger used to. Did you, did yeah. it ever cross your mind to say, you know what, I'm just going to start fighting because you're, you're, no. you're strong.
2: Yeah. No, it re- really didn't cross my mind to be honest. Uh, you're looking to get into a fight, obviously when you're young and, and, uh, not smart enough, but, uh, I think my first ever fight was against Mike fish and that was, uh, that was good night. And that was the end of my season. So, you know, after that, I kind of pick, and you know, like I said, six fights, it's, it's not a lot throughout 13 years, but, uh, it's not something I look for, you know, I'm, I'm out there trying to play, play my game. And, you know, if the opportunity presents itself, you know, it, it's going to happen, but, uh, you know, it's, it's gotten less and less, obviously in the last few years. But, uh, for me, it's, you know, something to do for your teammates or, or something like that, like, uh, stuff like that, but I'm not the looking to fight. You don't like that. doing
1: it. You don't like
2: I'm doing it. I'm not a good fighter to start with. So, uh, you know, I don't do very well. So, uh, you know, it'll be. Uh, I think it was a wake-up call against uh, against Fisher. Uh, you know, getting a concussion and missing, you know, the end of the season. So.
1: Uh, what I so didn't see the fight. I How did you get a up. concussion? Did he catch you with one? He did catch me with at least one. Wow,
2: Mike! I was re- I was really looking for that one, so he didn't want to fight me, but I kept asking him to go, and then. I didn't realize how tough he was and how strong he was. So that was good night, Hetty, and see you next season.
1: (laughs) That's where you want to have an agent who preps you for those situations. Someone who told me, he
2: told me you have to fight. You have to fight. No.
1: Peter. No, he would would never.
0: I forced him for, was it seven to five straight games that he has to pick the fight? And then eventually did that at the end of the season and he got a concussion. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: No. never fight again it's an it's an easy no-brainer never so, fight again yeah. so we, we talk about fighting we talk about it's not part of your game i interviewed a lot of young players i i, I talked to young tall players and especially we, i just mentioned most cider they tell me about their training regimen they tell me about how to how do they got to keep up with the game you came into the game when it wasn't like it is now maybe it, it was a little maybe a little bit slower more physical how do you train because you haven't lost any of your beef you know what i mean how do you still stay 240 but still quick is it just constant plyometrics cones back and forth are you just like what is your i'm interested what's your program look like
2: well the program is i work out monday tuesday thursday friday sundays okay Yeah, wednesday off which is nice and then obviously Saturday off and then usually on Wednesdays is my uh, endurance program where I do a little longer uh, runs and stuff like that but it's a lot of power like you said a lot of uh, a lot of plyos a lot of quickness quick feet a lot of agility courses uh, just like you know you know six six two forty, 240 you got to be able to move your feet to this league and that's pretty much the main focus for every season obviously you work on your core a lot uh, your upper body strength your leg strength but the biggest key for me is my power and uh you know i got great trainers at home that i've worked with for the past 10 years that always challenged me and uh made me a better athlete and better hockey player
1: yeah i guess so Do you, can you notice a difference from your first few years because even looking at your stats you're pretty good coming in you're getting 20 30 points what changed because i know people mature. People get comfortable in the game. And I'm sure, Peter, you see it with your players. You expect a, a little improvement here and there. It's very rare when you see a guy going from getting 20, 30 points to getting 85 stinking points last year, 12, 13 years into your career. How is that doable in today's age when everybody looks at you and you say, yeah, he should he should take a step back. He's 6'6", 240. He's 31. When is he going to start, you know – going down, regressing? How, like, how do you do it?
2: Well, like I said, it's all about habits. And I think uh, I've found a way that works for me and works for my body and, you know, still feel like I'm improving, uh, you know, strength-wise, you know, endurance-wise and, you know, quickness, you know, I still feel like I can improve on that. And it feels like I am improving every summer. Obviously, the last three years have been uh, short summers, so I haven't had the opportunity to really work out the way I wanted to, but uh, at the same time, you know, you get a lot of more hockey and, you know, that obviously helps too, but um, I feel like that's kind of been my MO since I was young was that I was pretty fast for for being tall, but then uh, you know, coming into the league, I was probably 210, 215, and now I've gone into 240, but I don't think that's changed the way I play. I feel, you know, I feel more powerful. That's uh, about it. I don't feel heavy. I don't feel slow on the ice. I feel more powerful and you know, explosiveness and and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, there's still more to come.
0: Can I I add to that comment? Yeah. So as his agent, uh, you know, and and we've been working together for so many years, uh, Victor found a different summer practice or summer workout. And uh, after a few summers with that uh, upper, you know, uh, workout, physicality took a different shape as well. And you're in such great shape. You were in good shape before, but then you changed that pattern that summer. You, you remember what I, what I am talking yeah, about. Yeah,
2: 2013.
0: And, and then that was one thing. And after the third summer, like that guy said, you were like oh, this. So being consistent and having the best uh, people around him. And the second thing that I think is very important that he's, he has earned his way into the power play without the power play you don't get to deliver the way he has been able to do and that is uh, you know uh, something that victor worked hard on to be you know uh, first couple of years maybe you put the puck on on uh, the blocking forward and stuff like that you're not as uh, comfortable up on the blue line and i know victor's been working really really hard on getting that puck down low and you know even if it's not a goal it's a rebound and and eventually, you work your way into the power play, and and now with this power play they have in Tampa, and he's being a big, huge part of it. You know, success is to come. So it's hard work since day one, and and still is. It's nothing comes yeah. for free. But uh, the the workout ethic, or the the concept of the workout, and how hard uh, Victor Victor's been working on his puck movement and accuracy to get the puck down low on the net. I would say it's the two biggest, in my mind, anyway. A
1: lot of Swedish guys uh, like to have a good time. I played with a, a few of them along the way. Victor Stahlberg comes to mind where he just loved, loved to be the guy. You guys know Victor Stahlberg by any chance? Yeah, yeah I played with him a few times. Great guy yeah consider him a a good friend are you a beer guy um a vodka guy you don't drink what's your poison wine what is when you go out are you getting a bottle for the table when the someone comes over are you saying (laughs) fellas be quiet i'm ordering for the whole table or you just get a a glass for yourself no i order for the whole table you order for the whole table no kidding so if Cooch or Stammer or someone's like, you know what, I'm going to pick it tonight, you say no, 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 no.
2: No, they always give it to me sometimes. You know, if we go for a big dinner, big team dinner, they always give the wine list to me and let me
1: choose. So and you get a fruity rosé to the table, couple a couple of rosé. Yeah.
2: No, I'm, I'm big, big cab guy. Uh, Italian. I like Brunello's. Uh, actually, what else do I like? I mean, I like most of it, but yeah. if I had the two, it would be a good cab or a Brunello.
1: Ray Bork was on the show. He's a big wine guy, too. I know you're – I he was my idol growing up, too. I, I saw yeah. that. But, yeah. yeah, he's a big wine guy. I'm sure you've talked to him about it many times. <laughs> <Maybe>? <laughs> you've never talked to Ray Bork, Victor? No, I don't think so. I picked this number, but I haven't talked to him. I'll have to. See how funny you, – you can like a guy. He was my guy, Ray Bork. Our, our career arcs, Victor, completely went – Separate directions. I tried to model my game after him. Didn't quite work. Didn't quite work. (laughs) Moving on. So you're a big Man United fan. They've been garbage for the last few years. Yeah. Not great. New manager this year. Cristiano Ronaldo comes in. What are we doing with him? He's pushing guys out like Sanchez and Rashford, this and that. They won today. I think they're fifth or sixth in their Premier League there. What's going on with Man U? Why can't they figure it out? They have all the money in the world to throw at these players, and they're just mediocre. What yeah. What would you do if you're if you're the manager of Old Trafford? How do you how do you turn the ship around here, Victor? Let's let's get some cups going a manu's way. What do we got to do? Well, Not, nah, I mean, it's tough for
2: me to say. You know, it's such oh, a big, it's easy. <laughs> such a big club, but they kind of lost their way a little bit after Stralix left. uh, you knew there was going to be a big transition period, uh, maybe a little bit longer than, than people thought. But, uh, you know, there's, it's about consistency and you can see the ups and downs. You know, you look at the Arsenal game this year, you know, phenomenal game. You look at uh, the Brighton game, not so good. So they had a tough start, but... You know, it feels like if you give the chance to, to Eric, to, to kind of turn the ship, I think it's going to be in good hands. You know, Rashford looks great. Uh, Anthony looks good coming in from Ajax. Uh, you know, Martinez looks great. Uh, the new kid, uh, Malasia on the left wing back looks good. You know, they're a little bit younger now it feels like than they were in previous years. So, uh, you know, it's interesting to follow and, uh, You know, I always be a a Man U fan, even though I'm now also a Plymouth Argyle fan or investor and uh, part owner. So I'm following them a little bit more than I do Man U nowadays.
1: (laughs) He owns a soccer team, Tim. Unbelievable. A football team. Soccer. We're on a, it's an American (laughs) podcast. Victor, you'll call it soccer? (laughs) I will call it football. you like it. Yeah. You mentioned Man U, player turnover, players leaving, younger guys coming up. Obviously, you've talked about this before with Tampa Bay. I was with the Blackhawks when they won their first cup. They got rid of Ladd and Bufflin and all these other players. I was supposed to replace Bufflin. That's what my agent sold the Blackhawks on. Can you believe that? Didn't work out. You've lost all these players. Coleman, Gord, Goody, now McDonough this year. Which one were you the happiest to see go? Were you like, (laughs) fine? Like, I, I didn't really jive with that guy. <laughs> when you were like, oh, yeah, see you later, Tyler Johnson. You know, that's good. No, I'm that was, was, uh, happy to uh, see, like, you, you were. No,
2: I've been fortunate. Like, it's
1: the group we have here is
2: phenomenal. Oh. And, uh, you know, for us to to lose those guys, is never easy. Obviously, Cole seeing good. It wasn't here as long as the other guys, but yeah. Uh, they just gelled so well into the group and uh, I think that's a lot of credit to uh you know obviously the coaching staff, the management, you know, finding the right guys for the right uh, for our team. And
1: of course, of course.
2: Obviously Denver at the helm, uh, the most humble guy you're ever gonna meet. So uh, you know, he has great leadership from 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 the top down. So uh unbelievable teammates, uh, that you're sad to see go. But uh obviously our work continues and uh Looking forward to, to another great season.
1: So you didn't mind? Because, like, oh, I know when, like, Adam Burrish left, I was like, finally, that guy got under my skin all the time. But there, there had to be some. No, don't name names, but there was some. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one guy on the team. I don't know. And I know you're still playing, so don't say it now. But <laughs> yeah. I like Tyler Kennedy. I'm like, TK, oh, just painful. But okay, moving on. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, we talked about like idols, and then you ask any of the young star defensemen, especially the big guys, who they model their game after. Like we mentioned, Mo Sider, certainly Owen Power, and they're gonna say you. You're up on there on their list. So first question is like, what is that like for you? Are you aware of that? And then who was that player when you were 18, 19, 20 years old that you were kind of trying to model your game after?
2: Yeah, that's kind of surreal. Uh, makes you feel a little bit old, but at the same time, very humbling that guys look up to you. And you know, for us, we. You know, for me, it's just a—it's uh, a great honor. I want to be a good role model for 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 young players, and you know, even guys that you compete against uh, on, on every every other night. But uh, for me, it was Nick Lidstrom. It was, uh, you know, as easy as that. I was fortunate enough to, to to play against him, and guy never made a mistake. It feels like made the game seem, uh, you know, make it look so easy. And uh, I think it's impossible to model your game after him, but you can at least try and. You know, kind of see his patterns—the way he works on the ice, the way he never got hit, and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, he was the one guy that was um, I really looked up to, especially as I got older and you know got to play against him. It's uh, an unbelievable experience. I,
0: I think he had another uh, idol when he was seventeen, though.
2: Mm-hmm. Who's Is that? that? Yes, Matthias Timander. Oh yeah, my D partner. <laughs> he used to play in. uh He played in Columbus, Philly. Boston, yeah, Islanders. Uh,
1: Islanders. You he was, I played with him for a while.
2: Yeah, uh, I never played with Tally, but I played with Tamander for two years in Moto before I came over. So he told me to do whatever you want, and I'll clean up after you. So <laughs> he uh, he was he was a phenomenal mentor, yeah. and uh, a guy a guy I still keep in touch with. Uh, he's obviously retired now, but. Yes, a tremendous human being and you know, taught me a lot about, you know, the NHL and what to expect over here. So mm-hmm. Peter's right. He was definitely my mentor and an idol uh, playing with him.
3: So obviously you just played in three cups in a row and I'm sure you've been getting millions of questions over the last couple of years. So we're not going to beat that to death. But I do want to ask about uh, one player in the, in the most recent cup run against uh, Colorado, Kale McCarr. Just what he's doing on the ice as a fan, like blows our minds. I highlight real stuff every day as a defenseman who's been around for a while. Like what do you see in him and what's it like kind of matching up against him?
1: Well, and how pissed off were you going into the finals when he was on all the advertisements everywhere? And it's like, hello, I got two rings on my finger. I got a Norris in my back pocket. What am I chopped liver now? Because this young kid's all of a sudden skating across the red line into our zone. It's like, come on, you guys. 85. Anyways, that bothered me. I was like, it's better than you guys.
2: Yeah, he got the same now, so I can't trump him with that anymore.
1: Oh, you got more cups
2: than he does. Oh, yeah, that's true. But he's still, what, 24. So, uh, no, he's a generational talent. He's, uh, I mean, I feel like I got the question actually today, too. I was talking to Joe Smith on the Athletic, and the position has changed so much. Like, uh, you know, defenseman now he has expected to, you know, stay at home and, you know, block shot big hits like you expected to skate and be you know versatile a two way defenseman but TC has taken it to another level and super skilled, super fast, you know, his edge work is out of this world. So uh you know I don't really we can't compare the, the types between me and him. You know, completely different the way we play the game. But uh you know it's fun to watch. Obviously you know it stinks when when they win. But uh you know you gotta admire you know, him at the same time. He admire the talent that he has and, you know, what he's done uh, for that team as well at uh, such a short period of time. You know, he's brought that team from, you know, being close again getting to their finals and brought them all the way over the line. So, uh, you know, a lot of credit goes to, to, to Kale and obviously the rest of that team.
1: I will say this, and I don't like blowing smoke up my guest's ass, but he dominates the game in one spe- specific way. He's very yeah. skilled with the puck. He's very fast. You have so many different ways where you could just say, you know what, I'm dominating the game in this way, this way. I'm I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna block shots, I'm gonna shut down your best player. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna rush the puck today. and that's how I'm gonna dominate the game. I'm gonna get two goals and an assist. It's it, it's you talk about generation or t- generational talent. You see these young defensemen coming up, and it's like, gosh, they're all like six five, six six, six seven, fleet footed. That's you, my man. So don't sell yourself short, like you. I know you're only 31, but you've had such an impact on these younger generations because you've been in the league for so long. All right, we'll wrap it up. I know you're busy. You probably got Jay Leno tonight, and you got lots of stuff going on.
2: <laughs> That's Conan tonight.
1: Conan, Conan's tonight on TBS. Yeah. Check him yeah. out on Jay Leno tomorrow on NBC. All right, or the Metaverse. We might even be at the Sin Bin by then, Peter. We I don't even know. I don't even know the the world's <laughs> changed. October <laughs> yeah. moving so fast. All right. Couple quick hits. Tim, you love doing this. Brought to you by points bet. Tim, what are we doing with the, the quick hits rapid fire here? Don't even think about it, Victor. Peter, you can jump in, too, if you want to answer some of these questions. Go ahead.
3: Yeah. Rapid fire questions. First one, favorite subject in school? Geography. That's the first, That's the first time, yeah. Uh, celebrity crush. Ed oh. Hathaway. Peter?
0: Jennifer Aniston.
3: <laughs> um, Victor, if a movie was made about your life Who would play you? Robert Pattinson Oh, didn't have to think about it No
1: Why Why him?
3: I see it you Thank mean, you
1: that yeah, he, a, That's all you need, John Who would play you, John? Uh, they're making a movie about me right now Disney Are it. they? Yeah So right now it's between Will Arnett And they're trying to get Who's that guy? Wolverine Who's Wolverine? Hugh Jackman Hugh Jackman Yeah That's <laughs> sick so yeah, but they're not tall. Will Arnett's like six four.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a Disney special. It's gonna be terrible. But anyway, sorry. Go what ahead. The guy's
0: name in the in the office, and who did Jack Ryan? What's his name?
3: Oh, oh, John Krasinski. Yeah,
1: yeah. He would be good too, but he's too soft. You know what I mean? I always think of him as Jim <laughs> in the Office. Like, but I guess I'm soft. Is that what but you're trying Victor to say? Victor is soft. Didn't you say that he was soft before? <laughs> oh, is this for Victor or for me? Oh, it's not for me anyway, so. No, I say Chris Hemsworth for Victor. The hair and the.
3: Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'll well. take that
1: too, actually. Yeah, he's, he's like handsome. Are you kidding me? All right, go ahead, Tim.
3: Uh, who's the most underrated player in the league? Alexander Barkov. Okay. Uh, Peter, Matthews or oh,
1: McDavid? No, Peter, who is it? Jonas Broden. Oh. Nice. Which client, of
3: course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Matthews or McDavid? McDavid. Who was the favorite D partner of your career? Favorite D partner of my career. Wow. Guy's going to be mad now. Uh,
1: Anton Strahlman. Strahl's. Oh. I'm in New York. He's a good defenseman.
2: He's unbelievable. And we played together for almost four years, so that's the longest D, pair I've had. <laughs> D partner I've had.
1: Which, which forward... Would you hate to do you hate getting in front of when you see him teeing up a one timer? It's like, ah,
2: uh, a one timer,
1: yeah,
2: OV probably. Or, was, I mean, I play with stammer, but I wouldn't want to get in the way for that either. So
1: it's because it's unpredictable, you don't know where it's going exactly. It's a guy who's just like a loose cannon. All right, go yeah. ahead. Away we go.
3: Uh, last question What's the best advice you ever got? Have fun, don't bring too much pressure on yourself,
2: just have fun, enjoy the ride. Wow, where Does is that come the from, back? Peter?
1: No, always. Peter doesn't every have year, fun. Look at year, him. That fun. was probably no. I think that was my parents. To be honest, that's a big one, especially nowadays for the kids. They just get so locked in. Exactly. Have fun. You notice fun enjoy. that the younger kids they come in and it's like you. You have to kind of because you take guys under your wing. Obviously, you're a vet now. You're a leader on that team. How do you kind of take a guy under your wing? When, when Sergachev comes in and he's used to Montreal where it's just like everybody knows how Montreal is, what do you do to kind of get him to bring him up as a player?
2: No, I think it's just calming them down. You know, guys put a lot of pressure on themselves. And, you know, I've been in that situation myself. And, you know, just trusting yourself, like – Make sure that, uh, you know, you do whatever you can to, 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 to play well every night, uh, you know, preparation, you know, rest, stuff like that. But just trust in yourself. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. You don't have to do, you don't have to play 82 games in one game. It's one game at a time and just kind of, you know, settle in and, you know, it's going to be ups and downs. Just, uh, you just got to handle those and, you know, just, uh, believe in yourself. You got all the talents and, uh, you know, hopefully that works.
1: Now I hate the I hate the Leafs as much as the next guy. How great is it game seven just to watch them just lose and you can just, just watch all the millions of fans across Canada just be let down again. Is that fun? As it looks to me on TV and you're on the ice, like, is it great? (laughs) I mean, I didn't pay attention to
2: that, but for us to, to, to beat them and, uh, you know, to move on was, was huge, obviously. And, you know, winning, uh, it was a game 6 in Toronto.
1: Yeah.
2: back home and, and closing it out, you know. It uh, says a lot about our team, I think and you know, that was uh that was a tough nut to 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 crack though. They were they were great, but uh we're very happy obviously that we we got the better of them.
1: Where do you get chirped the most? Which rank? Which rank? Yeah. I don't get chirped
2: a lot. I don't think. I don't know. I mean, I don't get booed anywhere. So no? I did get booed in Ottawa for a while after World Juniors there, but uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think I have a place where you know I know the fans are going to be on me. But uh,
1: suspended? Huh? Have you been suspended ever? No. What? Try no, not John. to say. John.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But the World Juniors in Ottawa. He was in a fight.
1: Who would you fight there? It
2: wasn't really a fight. I I, I put Esposito on the on the ice. He ran our goalie. I thought, and the the fans in Ottawa booed me. And then they kept booing me in my first year in Tampa. But uh, I think I got crushed by Chris Neal too in the first game in Ottawa behind the net. So
1: <laughs> I think they were happy about that one. Isn't Phil Esposito the radio guy for Tampa? Yeah. I I love listening to him, and you you never hear him probably because you're playing, because he yeah. never talks about the game. he, no. he And then he'll comment something. Okay, come on, Vic. You got to do better than that. <laughs> and he'll just go off on it's It's fantastic. It's really nice. Yeah. yeah. Anything well, else? Well,
3: no, on? thanks for coming on, man. All right, you Damn. guys. I don't want to
1: take up any more of your time. This was great. Yeah, I'm on dad to do this. So I got to go. All right, you guys have fun in the Sinbin. Check them out in a couple weeks. Sinbin.io. Yes. All right, everybody. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Victor, for coming on. We appreciate everybody. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Delivered by DoorDash.